Whew. Hello, 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 and welcome to the coaches who build worlds. And hello. today, in our world building quest, we're going to talk about neurodivergent entrepreneurs. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about neurodivergent content creators. We're going to talk about neurodivergent world builders. We're going to talk about neurodivergent solar newers. And if you've been with us for any length of time, you know that this is near and dear to our heart because, hello, I'm neurodivergent. (laughs) And this is something that shows up every single day. Neurodivergent is not something I can turn off. Right. It is incorporated into everything that I do and how I show up in this world. And I wouldn't want to turn it off. Mm -hmm. I would not want to. I'm very proud of the way that my brain works and the calling that I have in this world is to me, it's just amazing. Absolutely. And I love partnering with other neurodivergent people such as Contessa, and I'm Kimberly Douglas, and I am a neurodivergent. I'm a neurodivergent coach who builds worlds, and I just want to go back and say, I noticed something that happens on each episode, so you and I chat a little bit right before we start, but we're careful not to get too far into it because we do want things to be organic, to be spontaneous, but every time you get on here, and I hate to say it out loud because I don't want it to stop. You get on here, you're like, whew, like I just wore you out. <laughs> it's my brain, right? Because you got me thinking and I'm thinking of all these great things. And I know I, 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 that I only, a portion, only a portion of what I'm thinking is going to come out on this podcast. Right, right, so right. And then I need a separate Q&A afterwards to like really process and work through some of the things that were said because y'all just don't have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have to hold back quite a bit. I swear, I feel like you like in a room and smoking, you you got a cigarette going and some cheesecake or whatever your dessert of choice. You're like, woo. (laughs) It is. This is some really... Good stuff. And I've mentioned to Dr. Kimley many times before is that I finally feel like I'm actually using my brain. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm not drifting. I'm not disassociating. I'm not watching. I'm actively being a participant in hmm. what is going on because my brain clicked on because it's like, okay, it's time. It's right. time. There's finally something worth me using my brain for. (laughs) Well, today we're talking about neurodivergent entrepreneurs. And I personally want you to say more about that because I suspect that there are a lot of neurodivergent entrepreneurs who might be floundering a bit and trying to like figure out how how big to make it, how small to make it, um, how to manage things. But they are disassociating and they are bored and they are um, trying to stay plugged in. Can you say a little bit more about that? So not to get ahead, but you did a poll 
mm-hmm. on TikTok account. And again, if you're not following Dr. Kimberly Douglas on TikTok, you are missing out. Thank you. And she'll tell you how to follow her in a minute. But one of the responses that really stuck to me was <laughs> something on the lines of, I've really been wanting to be an entrepreneur. I just don't know if I'm willing to take that risk. Mm. And that just it was like a punch to my gut mm-hmm. because I'm thinking, because here I go, my mind's thinking again, mm-hmm. I'm the pros and cons charts in my head. And all I see is a bunch of cons in the list of where it says, working for someone else as a newer divergent Mm -hmm. all i see is being bored all i see is not being engaged all i see is disassociating all i see is masking all i see is being consumed being used being profited off of um, um all these things i don't see anything other than getting a paycheck every single week which is nothing wrong with that like Mm -hmm. you need that security in your life but when you compare it to being an entrepreneur and being able to call your shots, mm-hmm. I don't see where there's a risk. So, and risk is relative. And, 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 and thank you for connecting that for people. So risk is relative. So when, and I actually have this come up, I teach a decolonizing neurodivergence course at the seminary. For I'm teaching it for about a month. And I actually had this come up with a student who was very interested in the topic, but she said, well, my benefits will get cut off and I don't want to rattle their cage too much and da-da-da. And I said, here's what I need for you to do. I need for you to go and I need for you to read about risk. Because I never said that stepping out did not come with risk. But here's the thing, people can look at pivoting, uh, taking new steps, and they can calculate a million different risks that come with that. The one thing that people have the hardest time with is calculating the risk of standing exactly where they are. They do not see that as a risky proposition because they feel like they know all of the costs and benefits of staying the same. And that's the same thing. Like when I hear you talk about this and the, uh, the individual who responded to my post, like we can see, oh my God, if I step out, you know, my neck might, you know, my head might get chopped off. But the tedium, the boredom, the, another part of this is that we are not taught to value our intellectual labor. We look at our outputs and we say, oh, I wrote a book. So that's great. I can do that. And that's worth something. I want to protect it. But we have not been taught that our time comes with a value. We are not taught to calculate that. We are taught to hand that time over to other people and not thinking about all the things that you could create that are going to serve your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. That is absolutely true. And and I get it. I get it. In a, in a conversation we just had before we got on there, I was talking about the time and the energy that I spent researching accommodation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not 
for me, but so I could tell other people that mm-hmm. some of the accommodations you may need as an entrepreneur. And I just did it like it was nothing. Right, right. Sure. Like mean anything, like it didn't have value. So and there are websites that are actually selling this information. I'm like, here, you can have it. It's no big deal. Right. That's right. That's right. We are taught to undervalue our time. And if we undervalue our time, that means that other people have access to it for little to no cost. But I want people to think about, when we think about the risk and what what we would be giving up, I want us to walk through our day and how much energy we spend every day speaking to the same damn person five times in the office. How much energy do we expend making sure we smile at certain people? How much energy do we expend? And this is related to another post I put out this week that people just went nuts over. When people give us crappy directions and unclear directions, what do we do? We jump in and we try to do everything to make sure we give them what they want, even when they don't know what they want. So look at the intellectual labor, the the, the creative labor that goes into that and what that is costing you to just hand that over to other people. And so circling back to what is it that neurodivergent entrepreneurs need? What challenges do we face? Number one is first of all, seeing the value of what we offer, understanding risk. And another part of this is once we see the value, we can understand the risk. We've also not been taught what it takes for actually for us to actually run something on our own. So we don't even know what we should be asking for. Well, let me ask you this, Dr. Kimberly. I, w- I want to make this a little personal and I'm going to get your business here for a minute. Okay, okay, come on. When you think about you, Dr. Mm-hmm. Douglas, ASS, <laughs> as, as an as a entrepreneur, as a neurodivergent entrepreneur, what was the very first need that you discovered that you needed? Like, what did you need when you first started as an entrepreneur? So, first of all, it was really difficult to figure that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what I thought I needed was really good automation. But here's why I thought that is because I'm a systems person and I understand the value of systems. And the first coaches I bumped into talked a lot about automation. So that shaped what I thought I needed. What I really needed was to understand my audience and to understand whether or not I could serve the needs of my audience. I needed to understand what the hell I thought I was doing. It wasn't a specific thing that I needed. It it, it was a specific thing, but it wasn't a specific tool that I needed. I was focused on the tools and the workflow. You don't have a workflow if you don't know what the hell you're doing or why you're doing it. So I needed to understand. I needed help with more personal development stuff. 
so that I could be clear about where I was personally and whom I was capable of serving. Ooh, that, that was pretty good. I discovered something like, I've been in business for a minute mm-hmm. or two, right? And I recently discovered something about something that I need. And when you posted the question, uh, when you pulled the question about what does neurodivergent entrepreneurs need, I answered it. And when I answered it, I had to look at it and said, wow, because I answered it without even thinking. It was mm-hmm. just so perfect. And what I said was the fear of rejection that keeps you from showing up. So then mm. working on, you know, why, how come I'm not showing up? How come I'm not showing up? How come I'm not showing up? And I placed it, the blame in several different places. Well, I'm not showing up because I don't want to put on a face full of makeup and do video all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. We don't have video contestants. You can do audio. Well, mm-hmm. I'm showing up because I'm tired. Well, there's a lot of low content things that you can do. So right. that's the issue. Why are you really not showing up I'm not showing up because I'm afraid you're not gonna like me (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's that's Mm -hmm. the reason why I'm not showing up because I don't think that what I have has enough value Mm -hmm. to like and want to engage in and that's huge yes that is that's a huge um insight yes that is huge Um, yes. So a lot of my work, similar to your, or similar to what you're talking about, is, was about, do I have something that people will want? So I remember one of the first products I put together, I had researched it, I had done a lot of work, it was neat, it was clean. But when I got up to the point to make a sale, I was not clear that people would purchase it from me. So you can do all the things and do all the processes, but if there is even a gap, like an inch wide gap between, you know, that cliff that you have to jump from, oh, I did all the necessary preparation to, oh, wait a minute. Yes, I can actually make a sale. If there's even a gap there where you don't believe that you have something that is worth other people purchasing it or getting it, then that might as well be a Kenyan wide. Absolutely. And we have common sense, right? We know that people are out there selling farts in a jar. So if you can sell a fart in a jar, you can sell whatever it is that you have, but what does it take to get sold? It takes more than talking about it to your five little Facebook friends one time. Right. Right. So that's a barrier that being neurodivergent who could have rejection syndrome or however, you know, there's five different ways to say that. I because I don't want to be rejected. Yes. And (laughs) I want to also bring this in. Uh we're I'll say most neurodivergent people but specifically neurodivergent black women, we're taught to be good little girls. Mm-hmm. And so what we're taught is this is how you prepare for success. You do X, you do Y, you do Z, you check these boxes, um, you strike through this line, you go here, you do that, and you're supposed to be successful. 
And out here in this world of selling shit, that's <laughs> not what it is. That's 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 not the that's not the kind of party. That's not the kind of party we're having over here. Over here, the party is about believing in your own product and services and marketing yourself effectively and being willing to show up in a certain way. And it is not, oh, wait a minute, I can't say that. I can't say shit on my podcast because so-and-so might be listening. No, the spirit moved me. And that's what I need to talk about because I need to talk from a place of sincerity and um, and being grounded in who I am as, as a, a real person. As Coach Ebony would say, I don't want to be ashy authentic. I need to really, really show up. So even when people use words like authentic, you know, it can be confusing to a lot of neurodivergent people because if we're going through and we're doing all the good girl stuff that we've been taught to do, on the surface, that can still feel authentic. Absolutely. And to be in a space where you're neurodivergent and really have the freedom to show up exactly mm-hmm. where you are, that's very there's very few spaces where you can do that. There's That's very right. few spaces where I can show up, be in the middle of teaching something, lose my train of thought, slur my words, disassociate, stare off in the space and come back without the audience thinking, well, she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has nothing to do with my knowledge. Is right. at that time, my brain decided to glitch. <laughs> right, right. And it happens because neurodivergence shows up in so many different ways. And what we're taught is, is kind of in this white supremacy, in, in not kind of, but in this white supremacy mindset is that there's one best way to do everything. And, and the one best way has to do with following those guidelines, making sure we do it this way, making sure do we do it that way. And there are a lot of other people who understand that that is really an illusion. There is no one best way. There's your way. And you have to do it your way. And as silly as it may sound, having a good coach, having a good mentor is necessary to show you what your one best way is or your one way, your best way is because there's so many layers in between you and who you really are because you've grown up listening to different people from different systems different systems that you had to adjust to you had to learn to serve so that you get further and further away from who you really are and so what good coaches like me and like Contessa do is we offer you the reframe like you you always have been that person but you have to find your way back to that because there's so many systems, there's so many people that you've had to play to that you can't even imagine who that person is. I, I want to share this one thing, and then I want to get back to some of the other responses to your okay. poll. But I was invited to speak at an event. Mm-hmm. Not that they asked me if I needed accommodations. Mm-hmm. Not asked me if I needed anything Uh and so I went and I grabbed the mic and I got on the stage and I sat down on the front steps of the stage it's my presentation sitting down on the steps you know they lost their shit 
I'm sure they did. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, the lightning. Oh my gosh, the sound. Oh my gosh. Oh my. All of this could have been avoided. Yes. If you would have asked me if I needed a chair. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All of That's this right. could have been avoided if you would have asked me, you know, if I'm going to be reading from my notes because I have ADHD. I need mm-hmm. notes in front of me at all times. Yes. Because I know I'm going to be talking about the chess game that I played with my sister back in 1982. So right. I need notes in front of me. I need these things in front of me in order for me to give the message that I am prepared to give. But none of y'all asked me that because you assumed that I was going to do like every single other right. person that That's came right. for me. Because mm-hmm. 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 I made my accommodations. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, they know better now. <laughs> right. I'm sure they do. And that's, that's the, and that's, that is the way they had to receive that message. Yes, it was. It was because that wasn't just for me. Right. That was for somebody else who was going to come on mm-hmm. after me. And then also, I can go to a tweet right now in which the person, she was giving a message about ADHD and they provided no accommodations. And so when she tried to talk to them about the accommodations, they gave her a hard time about it. But I promise you, the people who put on that conference you were at, they're going to remember that. And not only are they going to remember, their clients are going to remember. And that's the important part. And the funny thing about it is after I did that, everybody else started to do it. That's right. And you know what? But that's, that's why this conversation is so important. Because when you ask for neurodivergent people, when you ask neurodivergent entrepreneurs, what do you need? What you're doing is you're asking for everybody. You're not just asking for neurodivergent people. So it's kind of like, um, you know, like the, the major religious texts, they talk about the least among us. If you can design, if you can think ahead to support people who have the most need, then you are supporting everyone. You inevitably are supporting a lot, a broader band of people. So when we think about what neurodivergent entrepreneurs need, one of them, like multiple times I saw in the responses to my video that they needed things that other entrepreneurs say they need, like administrative support and help with workflows, with sales. So that's what they were saying. But there was another conversation happening when um, when they answered this way, I think they were also saying that they needed these things a certain way because every business owner needs help with administrative processes and workflows and all that. But maybe they need for somebody to give them directions one at a time. Maybe they need for someone to put papers in front of them a certain way. Maybe they need somebody to read instructions to them. Maybe they need somebody to help them go through their email daily. That's something that all entrepreneurs could benefit from. Absolutely. I'm also hearing that, again, I don't know what to ask. Yes, yes. I don't know what's out there. And you know what? What you need may not be out there. You may have to create it yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the only way to do that is through trial and error. The only way to do that is to be around other neurodivergent entrepreneurs who are talking about their needs. It's like, 
that sounds good, but what if I took this and added this to yes. it? I, that would benefit from me. With me, I have a hard time. Uh, and this is crazy. You might be like, oh my gosh, Contessa, you're a world builder, but it's hard for me to build from nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is absolutely hard. If you give me a blank slate, I'm going to look at you like you're crazy. But if right. you give me a blank slate and a one black dot, mm-hmm. it build from that one That's black right. dot. So I need a place to start so I can start building. I need an example of something. So sometimes you'll ask me something and I'll be like, Kimberly, I, I need you. Give me an example. Mm-hmm. Something. And once you do that, I'm like, boom, I'm gone. And that's but, what I was going to say. That's why we work well together. Yes. Because I can conjure up some stuff. <laughs> and once I do, what you what you are really, really effective in among many other things is coming in and saying, nope, move this there, move this there, this goes here. No, this is this is what we're actually doing here. And it's like, oh, okay. Yes, that is actually what we're doing. Um, and you're right. I think a lot of people, but again, it's how we're trained to think. Number one, how we're trained to think about ourselves. We have to see ourselves as the resources and we have not been taught to see ourselves as the resources. And so when we have a need, what the, the best we feel we can do is to express that need as workflows, administrative support. We have not been taught to drill down and say, nope, right here. This is exactly what I need right here. And also, here's the thing. We've also been taught the silly thing where if I have a problem or if I have a need, I have to then come back with a solution. So what we end up doing is getting caught on, like we're afraid to articulate a need because the expectation is that we're going to follow up with the solution. And so the need and the solution both get entangled. But no, articulate the need first and the design for the solution will come from a clear articulation of the need. (laughs) But as a solar panewer that does not have a staff Mm -hmm. or some place, where's the solution supposed to come from Dr. Kimberly? Well, 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 so (laughs) That is where, well, let's back up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If, if, even before we get to the solution, sometimes the solution is support in articulating the need. Like it has to start there. So the support may need to actually start there. So just like we looked at those answers, those responses, and we say, okay, here's what I hear you saying. Let me, here's what you're saying. Here's what I hear, like I'm hearing multiple conversations at multiple levels. Here's what I actually hear you saying. Is that correct? Right? Because you always want to validate and verify. Don't assume that somebody's saying something and, and, and that you're that you clearly understand when in actuality you're just interjecting what you believe, but they may need help identifying what the need is in the first place. If they can't get past that step then that's where people start talking about feeling stuff. So with the right coach, with the right mentor, and we're not talking about people who are selling these prepackaged 
uh, programs, canned programs where you never have access. Now, we're not going to advocate for people to wear a coach out. That's not what we're saying. But you have to understand exactly what it is you need. And sometimes it is having someone help you articulate the need because we have been distanced from ourselves. So we are not, we don't have a lot of practice articulating what it is we actually need. Uh, I, <laughs> well, I see, I forget, people can't see, see the cat and I can see the cat. <laughs> So right now I'm at a loss of words because I have a mouthful of cattail. Um, <laughs> Literally cattail. It was, it was, it's fawful time. And he hasn't been getting the kind of love that he's used to getting because I'm not at home. And so he doesn't mm-hmm. have in here. So he's taking advantage of the fact that I'm in front of a camera and he mm-hmm. wants that. But so let's go back to this articulating what you need. Let's go back to having a coach who can make you feel comfortable so that you don't have to mask. And mm-hmm. so that so you could show up as you are. To me, this sounds like there may need to be some relationship building here because mm-hmm. if I first met you, there's no way I'm going to let my guard down because I don't know you. Right. I, going to cause me harm because the five coaches I had before you didn't listen to a damn thing I said and told me that I needed to change my money message and that's why I'm not being successful as a neurodivergent entrepreneur right 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 of course and that you know what that makes perfect sense that makes perfect sense and so then the question is what are we doing here If you plan to move forward, if you plan to take the next steps, part of your responsibility is getting tools and resources to take those next steps. You don't have to know what, see, that's the thing. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we have been taught to do this, to have all the right answers and to know where to go next maybe the need is listen I need for you to help me know where to go next and so this is where you listen to the words that coaches are saying this is where you look at what they're really offering you if they're offering you the same kind of bro marketing tactics um just shift your mindset and um You know, you just need to get out of your own way. What we know for sure is just a bunch of motivational slogans are not going to help you. What you need to look for is someone who is talking about relationships and about connection. That gave me such a nice, warm, fuzzy, deep down in my heart because I really think, and I truly believe that that is missing. Mm-hmm. That is coaching communities that is missing in these Facebook groups, definitely missing in the LinkedIn groups. Cause that's just a hot ass mess altogether. Oh Lord. That's, that's a whole episode <laughs> of, of why uh, uh, LinkedIn groups are failing entrepreneurs and not just entrepreneurs, but neurodivergent entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. There's no 
relationship building. This seems like, you know how like there's this one way mirror and you can see everything that's going on, but the person on the other side can't. Yes. It just looks like a mirror. So mm-hmm. I think when I'm in these groups, when I'm looking in the mirror, all I'm seeing is a reflection of myself. Yes. I, and the person in charge is seeing everything that's going on uh-huh, uh-huh. and has a full picture. And I'm just like, I don't even feel like, I don't even feel safe. Yes, yes. In space with you because I don't feel like you give a rat's ass about me, right. about about my wants even about my goals for my business only thing that you want to do is sell me your next overpriced right. package so that you could keep saying that you're a business coach and you can make money from my services where in fact you made money because your husband is in uh, uh real estate right exactly and he is, and he makes five hundred grand a year, and that's why you're able to do what you can do in your business. And I'm just gonna put that there and be quiet. <laughs> and let no, you- this is good, right? Because everybody, so comparison is there's some kind of quote about comparison is the beginning of something, but it is comparison is really hard on the richer people. We really have to look at what the coaching industry is all about. And a lot of it is transferring values that exist in the corporate world and that harm us, transferring those values. So people are fleeing industry and then they come into this coaching space and bring the same values with them of hierarchical uh, thinking, of uh, doggy dog thinking. And so it really is about, um, and, and there are different types of neurodivergencies. I would suggest that most neurodivergent people start with that relationship building coach. I have a coach where she teaches me very specific things to do with digital products. And that's what I need because that also makes me feel secure. It makes me feel competent. It makes me feel like I know the next thing to do. She doesn't focus on relationship building and all that, but there's a relationship there because I can trust her to give me exactly what I need at that moment. Speaking of, so I just went and worked with a coach who does SEO and specific mm-hmm. podcasts. Da, 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 da. And there were several reasons why I decided to work with her. Number one, I've seen her work in the past. This is mm-hmm. not a time in each other's orbit. So I've been mm-hmm. sitting back watching her and I have, I respect her a lot in the way that she does business. Mm-hmm. Number one, it gave me very specific things to do. Mm-hmm. Do this. You need to go here. This mm-hmm. day, this day, do this. This day, do that. And that works for me. You sitting there talking at me for an hour right. in a webinar does not work no. for me. No. First thing and the last thing you said. And being in her orbit has really changed a lot in my business. And these are the type of coaches that I need. This is the type of coach that I am. This is the type of coach that you are because it works for us. And it's right. proven time and time and time again that mm-hmm. this 
what we need. When we have a thousand things going on in our brain, we need someone to say, stop. Mm-hmm. Do this. Mm-hmm. We need to come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I need. And and you know what? And you're not going to get this in one, just in one person, right? So you're going to go through different phases in your business. And so I think it's helpful to have that person who can kind of give you the big picture, but also who can take chunks of that big picture. And as Contessa's pointing out, go here, do this. So when I say relationship, so it could be uh, the personal development part, but it's also like Contessa is saying, their expertise may be in a particular area, but because their model is built on relationship and connection, you're able to get the guidance you need from them in a way that you need it because what they're plugged into, not into their package and not into what they're teaching, but what they're willing to plug into is understanding your needs. Which is above everything else that is what I need and that's what most of us need because we've gone through our whole lives mm-hmm. having the validation that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that's right. us that's right and, and and to be very upfront most neurodivergent people should not be working for somebody Absolutely not. These are the things that we really need to teach ourselves. And when I say teach, I mean like as a community, as a collective, we should be teaching ourselves, banding together. Because school, as most of us, no, 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 I'm not going to qualify. School is for work. School is work. School is work. School is the job. It is a job that teaches you to get other jobs. So it doesn't teach you about well-being. It doesn't teach you how to live your most authentic self. You are there for somebody else's agenda, whether it be the, the, the state t- test makers, uh, whether it's for teachers, whether it's for policymakers, whatever. School is your job. And so you are working on behalf of other people. You are not working for your personal well-being. That is secondary if it happens, wonderful, beautiful, whatever. So from that perspective, Just understand that everything you've been taught is not to get the best from you for you. So we have to reprogram ourselves and start to think differently and start to relate to each other in a different way where we can say, okay, you know what? We're not going to start with the deficits. That's not what we're starting with. Let's start in a neutral position. This is where we are. This is what you need. And you deserve this simply because you said you need it, period. So I'm going to go back to an earlier question that you kind of dodged a little bit, but I, I, I understand why you did because we needed all this to come first, you know, and just like every time we start the recording and Zoom goes, recording is in sessions and I accidentally pushed a button that ejects me out. Uh, I was about, about this whole thing. So I'm going to ask you again, Dr. Kimberly, what's the solution? What is the solution for neurodivergent entrepreneurs to get the help that they need, to get the accommodations, to get the sales, to get the administrative help, to be, in a, to be valued, to be validated? The solution is, is collective action. It is, the thing is, when we're working individually in isolation, most of us are struggling, to be honest. 
you need to be able to look across the landscape. We all need to be able to look across the landscape and see how this all looks together. But we can't do that because we're operating in isolation and struggling in silence and alone in a corner somewhere, trying to figure out how to do this. And so that's why, you know, you and I are talking about capability is wonderful, but you have to have capacity to make the capability mean something. But in order to maintain capacity and to utilize capability to, to, to the fullest, you have to have community. You have to be able to see where the resources are. You have to be able to see how you're operating relative to what other people are doing. You have to have conversations about who can support you. Um, if you're operating in isolation, then it's really hard to look up and see what's happening around you. So you have to look up. You have to, when you look up, what you have to see there is wait a minute, okay, this is useful to me. This is useful to me. No, this is not useful to me. And I have a community that is going to help me decide what's useful to me and what is not. And that's where, you know, this is this is what we're building. This is the mm -hmm. opportunity. This is the space. And, and I've stopped calling it a safe space because it's not. It's a brave space. Mm -hmm. It's a space where we can learn. It's mm -hmm. a space. You can learn more about you, more about others. Is a space where you can learn not to self-harm and to mm -hmm. harm. It's a space where you can learn how to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a space where you can learn how to receive advice, criticism. Mm -hmm. That's right. Where allowed to validate your feelings i hear what you're saying but it made me feel uncomfortable right right it's definitely a valid response it's a place where we can crowdsource mm -hmm. it's a place where we can all decide hey i think this is going to be best for our community right. where you vote where you have a say so where you have um um, it's, it's, I don't want um, not responsibility where you have ownership. Yes, yeah. and, and we we need a space that goes beyond tips and hacks. Tips and hacks is for social media. So take you know those are beautiful, those are wonderful. But here's the thing: we can tip and hack ourselves to death. And what that does is that keeps people making money off us, but it doesn't get to the root of what's happening with us. We need frameworks that help you see yourself differently, help you see your ability to ask the right questions and to frame and to form the right question. You need a different way of being in this world. This way is not working for you. It's not intended to work for you. It was never for you. So you have to consciously say, I need something that is for me. We also need to... Stop letting others make money off of our insecurities. Whew. Well, I think that's true. And I think within those of us who are established coaches, we have to show people what that means. Because we may be doing it and not even realize that we're doing it. Like, I think because we're so trained. 
I, I honestly think most of the people who are making money off of this, they know exactly what the fuck they're doing. No, I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people who are giving their money. Gotcha. I think most of us, if we knew a better way, we would do it. But we're being good little girls and we're we're trying to to go where we think we're going to get the solutions. We think these people have solutions because they look successful, but our success does not look like their success. And I really and truly believe there are people who need for us to say, when you do this, this is them taking your money. When you do this, this is them taking your money. Because many of us have been trained to take the abuse. So let's do this. Let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Up with systems. Let's come up with processes. Let's come up with brave spaces where we as neurodivergent makers, creators, small businesses, solopreneurs, coaches, mm-hmm. public speakers, where we can all come together and say, we're going to do this a different way. Right. Right. And it has to happen that way in order for us to move. It has to happen. And I'll just, I'll say my last part here. It has to happen this way because the alternative is to keep spinning our wheels. There's so many new things happening. There's so many new technologies. But we want to invite you to look at the information that we're provided, that we're providing about the Neuroverse Collective. We want to be in partnership. We want to be in relationship. We want to be in space with you. We want to hear your wants, needs, and desires. And if you don't know where it is, then we want to be a model for you. We want to give you access to the way that we do things as a building block. We want to give you these things that you didn't even know that you needed as as a neurodivergent entrepreneur. We want to give you a voice where you have been voiceless. And we invite you to become a part of our world as coaches, as neurodivergent coaches who build worlds. Dr. Kimberly, are you able to say one last piece before I bring it home? That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So again, we're going to have information on the Neuroverse Collective. There's information on how you can follow Dr. Kimberly and all the great work she's doing and information on how you can follow me and all the great work I'm doing. More than following, we are really looking for feedback. We are looking for you to say, yes, this is great. This would be great, but this would be great. And this is what I needed. I didn't like any of this shit. I think y'all should talk about this. I need help here. We would would love feedback from our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. 
we can't wait to hear from you next episode and have a great and amazing week. Bye now. <laughs>